You're listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson, where we encourage you to stay strong and keep the faith with life-relevant Christian messages on the go. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a positive review wherever you are listening. Now here's Lawson Whitson. Amen. Thank you for being here. How about that word this morning? You ready for it? Okay, I want to take you to the book of Psalm. I'm going to read uh, two portions, two verses before we are seated. The first is Psalm 16 and 7 from the New King James Version. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Say night seasons. And then going to Psalm 30 and 5. It says, for his anger is but for a moment. That's kind of like seasonal. His favor, however, is for life. That's through all seasons. But I read this verse to counteract what we just read in the first. We do have night seasons. But weeping may endure for a night. But joy, but joy, somebody says, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Look at your neighbor, tell him, say, it's just a season. It's just a season. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we open our ears and our hearts to your word today. Anoint me to speak this word that you have given and touch every person under the sound of my voice today. Let your word go beyond our ears and into our life and grow us and strengthen us in our faith. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. Seasons. Seasons. The psalmist in 16.7 is giving thanks to the Lord who has given him counsel. But then he says, my heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Now, if you don't understand the metaphorical implication here, let me just say, in a night season of your life, and we're not talking about the from uh, a sundown from, from dusk to dawn. We're talking about in times of seasons when you go through your life. I mean, knows what I'm talking about, where everything is dark and, and, and you can't find direction and There's some fearful things going on. It's just dark all around us. How many knows what a night season is? And I'm glad that it says it's a season. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. It's just a season. It's not your new normal. It's not this for the rest of your life. For whoever is going through today, let me just tell you, it's just a season. You have to survive before you can thrive. So when it's the night season, you just have to hunker down. You have to lean into Jesus and say, this too shall pass. This is not the way it's going to be forever. I'm going through right now, but I'm going to come out. I see the dawn on the horizon. I'm weeping now, but morning is coming. Would somebody just give him a praise today for the morning that is coming to your life? Seasons. No season lasts forever. Our text referring to the night seasons, times where things are dark. Can't see what's in front of you. Don't know which way to go. I don't have to ask for hands who that would apply to because it's for all of us. If you're not in a night season now, you have been in one. And I hate to be so encouraging, but there's another one coming. So it's imperative that you know what to do in a season. Not every season is bright and beautiful. Life hands you dark times as well as good times. But the night does not last forever, only for a season. Joy comes in the morning, metaphorically explaining to us that when the seasons change, the darkness is replaced with light. 
Discouragement with inspiration. Encouragement will come again. In the direction that you've been praying for, God's getting ready to illuminate your path into the next season. I don't know who all this is for specifically for today, but if it's you, you ought to take a pause and say, thank you, God, this is the word that I needed to hear today. This is just a season. Life is composed of many seasons. And if you do not realize that and you understand whatever you're going through in the low times, if it, it, you, you can get depressed, you can get discouraged, but your greatest vulnerability is when things are dark and, and, and Satan makes you think this is the way it's going to be. You become very vulnerable to sabotage your bright future by making rash decisions that have long-term or eternal consequences that you made in the panic of a moment. Did you get that? But don't despair. Just remember, this isn't forever. It's just a season. Here in North Carolina, we have all four seasons. And I do like the spring that we're in. This is a good season. This is a good season for new life. Coming back out of COVID, thank God, it seems so good to see a building full again. But here in North Carolina in the winter, all of the trees lose their leaves and they all somewhat look the same. The alive ones look just like the dead ones. And if you don't understand the season, you can mistakenly cut down something that is very much alive. Maybe a marriage that you call dead. Maybe it's just a season. Maybe that child that has gone wayward. Don't give up and throw in the towel. Keep praying for them. It is just a season. That doctor's report and the devil's trying to make you think this is it. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus, and I come to tell you today that it's just a season. You're going to be here every day, every hour, and every minute that the giver of life has allocated for your life. Live every day to the fullest, and do not spend any season basking in fear. It is just a season. If you don't understand the season, you can mistakenly cut down or kill things that are very much alive because the season has them appearing dead. Such are the seasons of our life. Be careful to not judge too quickly. Don't throw in the towel just because of the way something looks at the moment. Some of the things and the people that you see that look hopeless... Let me remind you, the giver of hope sent me to say today that it's just a season. Amen. Did you know things can turn around real quick? Man, we're in, we're in a negative world. We're in a society and a culture that is daily chiseling away at your faith and and your perspectives and, and your hope for the future. But I just come to tell you today that, that our God that is in control, He can turn things around in a split second. In one day's time, things could look so much different. But you have to endure the night to get to the dawn. A lot can happen in a day. Joseph, the next to the youngest son of Jacob in the Old Testament scripture was sold into slavery at 17 years old. For 13 years, he was used as a slave, then condemned and turned away into a dungeon. But I want to tell you that in one day's time, he went from the dungeon to the palace. Somebody needs to hear that. You might have been through a long cycle, 
Some of you may have been through a long season of being what appears to be pushed down, forsaken, cast away, but I believe that God uses all things. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who are the called according to His purpose. Could it be that God sometimes uses bad things to produce good things? Joseph in one day's time went from being falsely accused and went from the dungeon prison to the palace. It appeared that it happened quickly, but the truth of the matter is, is God's plan was just revealed quickly. But for 13 years, it appeared that God had forsaken him, but God was in it all along. You see, we become faithless when it appears that things aren't going our way. But, but just considering the life of Joseph, for him to get to the palace, you need to understand that in Joseph's life, Egypt was the world power. The Pharaoh was the most powerful man on the planet. God had a plan to get his man where he wanted him to be. Sometimes where God is trying to take you is not a straight line. Our friends from California said they plugged in our home address yesterday, GPS just from over at one of the hotels around the mall, and it, it, it didn't bring them the way the straightest route, but it took them around and around. And I, I hate to tell you, but GPS might be God positioning system. Sometimes God don't take you the straightest route. Sometimes He's saying, "Oh, I got, I got to take you over through here. Oh, you need to go through this for you to be prepared for where I'm taking you. Oh, I got to take you the long way. I got to take you through a process. You're going to have to trust me." Some of you have been begging and praying, God, where are you? Right where he's always been. But when the seasons don't look good, it's time to lean in and say, God, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know you, and I know you are the one that holds tomorrow. I'm going to get everything out of this season that I'm supposed to get. I'm going to learn everything in this season that I'm supposed to learn. God uses seasons to grow us, to develop us, to position us, and to mature us. God works through process. If you've been around here, you've heard me say that, and I'm saying it one more time again today. Because we want to throw in the towel in a moment. You can't judge a person's life in one season. Because when you look at one season, it might not look that good. But just hang on till you get to the whole story. Daniel didn't look good in the lion's den. But he came out. David didn't look too good going on to the battlefield. But he looked really good walking off. Some of you need to just understand that it's just a season process. Process is never for God. It's always for us. I hear people say, and even preachers, and they, God's getting ready to. God's getting ready. God's not getting ready to do anything. God has always been ready. He's not, I'm going to be, He is, I am. He is everything you need Him to be right now. If it doesn't happen as quickly as what you want, because God's got to do some more work on us, we're praying for the next season to come, but our Heavenly Father says, you're not ready to receive this yet. You're not ready to walk into this yet. You're still carrying a little bit of pride. You're still carrying a little bit of arrogance. He made Moses wait till 80. I don't know why it took him so long. Maybe because he was cocky and thought he could do it on his own at 40. Some of us are late bloomers because God has to let us extinguish our capability so that he can get the glory when the miracle comes. How many receives that today? 
Amen. It's just a season. David was anointed to be king, but it would be 13 years before he, as Joseph, would sit on a throne. Just because God anoints you for something doesn't mean that the appointing is immediate. Anointing, appointing. The anointing was for him to endure the process to become. You shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You need the Holy Spirit in your life to become what God has planned for your life. Don't think for a moment that you can do it on your own. Don't think for a moment that you're that smart, you're that good looking. You might be smart and you might be bad. You might be, you might be awesome. But in heaven's economy, the Lord says, I do not look at the outside. God does not look at man the way man looks at man. The Lord said that I look upon the heart. All of the years of struggle and trials, they aren't wasted. God used those seasons to grow you, to be ready for the season that you're about to walk into. Different people come to Christ at different seasons of their life. Some come as children. Others have to go through more than half of their life. God God creates the seasons. God chooses the seasons. We're, We're all different. And he even said, he that comes at the 11th hour receives the same reward as he that came at the first hour. So it matters not so much that you come to him in an early season of your life or in a latter season of your life, but that you come before your life is over. How many wants more of him today? Like God in this season, in this season, in the last season, in the next, God, how many could say, in this season, I need you more. I need you more. Amen. As you're leading me and guiding me, I need you more. Jesus himself spent 30 years preparing for what he would do in three and a half. Many want to spend three and a half preparing for what they'll do the next 30 figure if I wait a minute, I get at least one little weak amen somewhere. <laughs> Jesus, God in the flesh, spent 30 years preparing. Now, now, let me make that clear. Jesus fully man and dwelt with the fullness of God. It wasn't God getting ready. It was the man part getting ready. It's never the spirit within us that is the delay. It is the flesh, it is our human nature that sometimes takes a little longer. Can I hear an amen in the house? Amen. At Jesus' crucifixion, it looked hopeless for a while, but it was only a season. Three days later, things were looking a whole lot different. Don't give up now. Church family, my brothers and sisters in Christ, a new season is coming. A new season. And when it happens, I prophesy to you today that your future is going to look so different than anything that you've ever walked through before because the next season is going to be the season to where some lifelong prayers and dreams are getting ready to come to pass. How many receives that and claims it for yourself today? In Jesus' name, this season I'm entering into is going to be the best season of my life. Paul wrote to the church of his day, the church, the first century church in Galatia. He writes in 6.9, he says, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, say due season, 
We shall, not we might, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Why would Paul write such a thing? We don't get weary in the reaping. We get weary in the waiting. Anybody ever get weary in the waiting? Anybody ever pray and just say, God, have you forgot me? God, is this ever going to happen? God, are they ever going to be saved? God, is he ever going to change? God, is my child ever going to snap out of this? I just come to pick you up and encourage you today and say don't be weary in well-doing. Keep on praying. Keep on worshiping. Keep on serving. Keep on believing God. In due season, you will, you shall reap. Do not lose heart. The old King James says if you do not faint. Seasons do change. Aren't you thankful for that? You see, it is imperative that you realize when God changes the season in your life. For a brief time, it may appear that things have dried up. But know this, when one thing is ending, there's another thing beginning. You have to be careful to trust Him in transition. Times We don't like change. Oh, we preach change, we talk change, we say we're going to change. Politicians run on change, change, change. Truth of the matter is, we're not too crazy about change. We like to stay with the familiar. We want to be able to predict what's next. Let me just say the timing of things are, is so critical. God's will is time sensitive. The season dictates the action. The right thing may be the wrong thing if it's not done in the right time. Many of you are growing gardens, or some of you, less of you than ever before. My 83-year-old dad grows ones. I know some of you others are growing gardens. Putting seed in the ground is good. Growing a garden is good. But I declare no matter how good your seed is, if you do not know the season, you go out in January here in North Carolina and it's 13 degrees last night and you pop that seed in the ground, if you don't know the season, you will swear and declare that you got some bad seed. It's good seed. It's just wrong timing. Some of you are trying to do the right thing at the wrong time. But can I tell you today, when you know the seasons of God, amen, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and tell you this is what is for this season. This is the time right now. You can't get ahead of Him, but you must not be left behind either. You know, when we read in the Old Testament, Israel coming forth from Egypt when they were delivered from slavery headed to the promised land, they traveled in tents until they moved into the promised land. And early in their journey, they were led by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, and God's Spirit was literally in that. That's, that's what led them. But here's what I want you to get. Not only did it tell them where to go, it told them when to stay, and it told them when to move. So our prayer needs to extend from God, which way do you want me to go? And it needs to also include, when do you want me to go? When the cloud would move, they would move. Where it went, they would follow. But the problem with today in the modern church, we are led by the Spirit of Almighty God still. Romans 8 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. But if you don't know the, you don't have the Spirit of God and you don't know the season of God, because God moves somewhere in a certain method at somewhere in the past, you'll get rid of your tent and build a house and the clouds already moved on to the next season. Something might be good for one season. Now, I'm not talking about changing truth. I'm talking about process. 
Just because something worked at one time in your life doesn't necessarily mean that is how God is going to do it now in this season of your life. You have to know when the seasons are changing. Well, we used to do it that way back in the old church. Yeah, and there's a reason we changed. And I love, we've always done it that way. There's your problem. I'm sure when the automobiles came out, they took a bad slant, aren't you? I'd rather have me a good horse than a carriage. Some people religiously are still in their horse and carriage. Nobody's arguing the effectiveness of an automobile now. What am I trying to say? Is the message and the gospel never changes. But the methods must. The methods must. Amen. Occasionally I'll still see on Facebook or some social media. Sometimes I take it personal. Most of the time I laugh and keep scrolling. Churches, we don't need all these colored lights and big screens. It's more like a nightclub. You ever heard that? Friend, you've never walked into the nightclub and felt the Spirit of God like you feel right here in this place. I promise you that. But you know what? I would put a disco ball in the middle right here. I would put strobe lights in here. If it will bring the souls in, if I get an opportunity to preach the gospel, nothing is off the table when it comes to the method. Just as long as I get to give them The message. It's just a season. His message doesn't change. His word does not change. The holiness of God has not been diminished. But his methods and his seasons do. Prophet Elijah was told to go hang out by a brook during a famine. And God caused ravens to bring him bread and meat twice a day. But then the brook dried up and the ravens no longer appeared. The season ended. But God sent him to a widow's house in the city of Zarephath to her and her son. Now, let me just say this. On the surface, it appears he sent Elijah there for Elijah's purpose. Elijah's sustenance. But he actually sent the man of God to the widow's house for the widow's benefit. But nonetheless, I use that example to tell you this. When one brook dries up, one channel is drying up, don't despair, it's just a season. It just means that God is getting ready to feed you from another direction. People will come and go out of your life. Oh, this is going to sound rough here for the next minute or two. Some people come into your life. Some of, a few of them are there for a lifetime, but some come in just for a season. They're scaffolding for where God is taking you to. When we were building this building, we had scaffolds set up all in here, doing the lighting, doing the tile. But you know what? When the building was done, we, we took the scaffolding out. Wouldn't it look crazy to have been in this building 20 years and come in here and the scaffolding's still here? My point is this. God will send some people into your life just for a small season to help you to build something, to help you to develop something, to help you to be ready for the next thing that He's moving you into. Don't get called up. Don't get married to a season. Don't get married to a method. But fall in love with Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Spirit and let Him lead you and guide you. As long as Elijah walked in obedience, his needs were met so much so he never suffered death. Only one of two people we find recorded in the Bible. He and Enoch never suffered a human death. A chariot of fire came from heaven. What do you think about that taxi service? Ultimate Uber. 
talk about Lyft. Isn't one of those, <laughs> you know, they got Uber and then they got Lyft. That was the first Lyft transportation. He called a Lyft. God will never allow you to totally pattern him. I saw Jesus one time. This way I'm going to do it. Blind guy come up to an altar and I saw, I read it in the scripture. Jesus spit in his hand and rubbed it in the guy's eye. I'm going to try that. Now I know that's disgusting. But to make my point, a lot of people are that simple. You can't pattern God. Amen. Our God, His ways are higher than our ways. They are beyond finding out. I believe God just does things certain ways sometimes just to mess with you. Just so you say, I need to remind you, <clears throat> I'm God and you are not. And I don't need your permission. And I've got other ways of doing it more than what you thought I should. Seldom in your life. Now, you will witness many miracles in your life, but seldom will it ever happen the way you always thought it would. Quit crying over a brook that has dried up in your life. It doesn't mean that God has forsaken you. It just means that He is going to take care of you in a different way now. It's a new season. His ways are not our ways. A new season dictates a new action. Different seasons bring different expectations. Protocol for one season is not the same for another season. Not every season is a sowing season. Not every season is a reaping season. In the winter season, when it appears that everything is dead, there are no leaves, there are no fruit, it is so important and vital because it is in the winter season that the roots are receiving the nutrients. What they receive in the winter season will determine how they produce in the next season. I know I'm talking to a room full of people, and I know it's warm outside and flowers are looking good and pollen's on your car. It says that spring is here. But some of you spiritually are in a winter season right now. And there's some that has come in here and you're distraught. You're in despair. You don't know which way to turn. And you're asking God, have you heard me? Are you hearing me? God, do you even care? God just sent me here today to tell you it's just a season. God is doing some things down in your roots right now. God, God is preparing you for the season that is coming. How many receives it in Jesus' name? God, work on me. God, strengthen my roots. You have to be careful to trust Him during the transition. He has your best interest at heart. Don't flip out when one door closes, when somebody leaves, or when the answer is no. A lot of people say, God never answered me. Uh, might I remind you, no is an answer. Sometimes the answer is no. And I know we don't like no, do we? But have you ever looked back on your life and say, thank God. Whew. Now that we got social media. Isn't it funny how we can be old, but we look at our classmates and say, God, they're looking old. Look at them. And they're probably looking at our pictures saying, God, they're old. Look at them. But every once in a while, you look back and you'll see somebody in there that you thought you used to like. And you say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for that no. Woo, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the no's in my life, Jesus. All of that is just part of the plan. If they leave, they're supposed to go. Some people are sent into your life for a season to help. 
bring just one more piece of God's plan into your purpose. But when that purpose is met, they often move on. They are like the construction equipment that I talked about. When the job is over, the scaffolding just seems to disappear. If the door closes, it was supposed to close. If the door opens and closes, God opens the doors and closes the doors. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He says, the doors that I open, no man can close. And the doors that I close, no man can open. Amen. When you come up to a closed door, don't think that is denial. It might just be delayed. God, why did you close that door? Because I have something better for you. I don't want you to shortchange yourself. It could be better. And if he closes it, it's always better what he has for you. He opens another one. Closed doors signal the end of one season. But open doors announce the beginning of a new one. God never leads His children to dead ends. God is ordering your steps if you are living in faith and obedience. Trust Him even when you don't understand Him. And of course, when you do as well. The wisest man to have ever lived, Solomon wrote in his Proverbs chapter 3, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He, say He, shall direct your paths. I know you can trust Him in seasons of blessing, but do you still trust Him when it appears things are falling apart? God, give me that kind of faith. And I will confess today this is easier to preach than it is to practice. See, God gives me messages, and sometimes I'm maybe, maybe I'm just not as spiritually aware that I should. Some, some, I get real confused. I don't know what's for me and what's for you sometimes. So what I usually do is I eat it, and then I come and serve it to you. Because usually what I find out is good for one, is good for all of us. Can you say amen? Oh, help us, God. Help us, God. How many will admit today, God, I need you more than ever before. God, I need you at this season in my life. But God, you made me some promises. Let me help you with that. When God gives you a promise, it is for you to hold on to during the process. If it was going to happen today, He wouldn't need to give you a promise. The promise is to hold on to in the night season. How I many knows what I'm talking about? I've had many promises and prophecies spoken to me and over me in my life. But I tell you what, but I've walked through some night seasons as well. How have I endured over 25 years of pastoring? Friend, don't be so gullible to think I haven't been through some night seasons. But one thing that helped jerk me through to the new dawns was the promise that God made me. You have to understand that He did not bring me this far to leave me. Some of you need to declare that today. You did not bring me this far to leave me. This is not the end of the story. It's just a season. Solomon wrote that there's a time and a season for everything. Ecclesiastes 3, if you want to read it, it's a good chapter. You can't live in the past. Your future is not back there. It's not behind you. It's in front of you. Quit talking about what could have been, should have been. It is what it is. Take what's left and work it. just might be that God is taking you to another season. Everybody cannot and will not go with you where God is taking you. Quit waiting on people who aren't coming. Keep praying for them. Don't throw them away. Keep lifting them up. But your time and your season is now. 
You cannot miss your season just because someone else might be missing theirs. It is imperative for you to be in the will of God, the timing of God, the direction of God, and to know the will of God. To be God's man, to be God's woman, you have to be willing to get out front when He calls. If you're going to lead, that means that you, you, you get the bugs on the windshield before anyone else does. He gets tired being a leader sometimes. You got some complaining backseat drivers. I've had some over the weekend. Won't call no names, but going a little fast, aren't you? I told him, I mean, I told them. The other day I told him, I said, no, I'm not. They just posted the wrong speed limit on this road. But the truth of the matter is, is when it comes to spiritually following God, You'll have a lot of people tell you where to go and how to go. But it's imperative that you have the Holy Spirit for yourself. That you know the timing of God. You know the power of God. You know the direction of God. And you understand the season. I don't understand, but I trust My goal is not just to understand Him more, but to trust Him more. How many would pray today, Lord, order my steps? Won't you do that just as a prayer right now? Just a one-line prayer. Lord, order my steps. Amen. Lord, go before me and make the crooked places straight. He said that before you call, I will answer. Just because something worked in one season doesn't mean that it's going to work in another season. God came from glory, spirit creator God, and robed himself in human flesh, the person of Jesus Christ, and changed the covenant relationship between God and man. We call them testaments in our Bible, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. People do not like change. People that get religious cannot follow the Spirit of God. That's why the Jews crucified and rejected Jesus because they did not recognize the change of the seasons of their day. Side note, be careful that you do not kill and reject the very thing that God has brought you for the next season. It's going to look different. It's going to be different because the next season is different. You can't pray, God, grow me. God, show me. God, lead me. And then refuse to change. Anything that grows changes. You cannot refuse to go and refuse to learn and expect God to change you. When you pray, God, have your will in my life. How many of you have ever prayed that? It sounds good, does it? Sounds spiritual. You pray these little prayers, but I'm going to tell you what, God takes it serious. You came to an altar and say, Lord, I give you my heart. You are the Lord of my life. God, I surrender my life to you. You need to understand what all that entails. It'll be some seasons that are night seasons. It'll be through some times to where it appeared, God, why did you allow this to happen to my family? God, why does my elderly parent have to go through this? God, why did my child suffer this accident? God, why? And I'm not downplaying nobody's pain. We all have pain. We all have things we don't understand. But in all your ways, trust Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Even when you don't understand Him, just say, God, I don't understand this season I'm going through right now. But, but, but whatever I'm supposed, whatever gold I'm supposed to mine out of this season, God, help me to get the benefit. Help me to learn what I'm supposed to get from what I'm going through. Your normal and familiar will change. It will become more memory than protocol when you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. God uses different things and situations to move you into another season. Sometimes it's a blessing. 
Other times it's a trial. Even King David said one time, he says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. What he is saying is God had to allow even my flesh to be touched to humble my spirit. Oh, that doesn't sound like my God. Sounds like mine. Sounds like yours too if you just need to get to know Him because He loves you too much to let you continue on in the wrong direction. Amen. Those that are without chastisement, those that are without correction, correction just doesn't mean punishment. It means, no, you're going that way, pick you up. You need to go that way. Correction. How many are thankful for God correcting your path? Amen. Amen. Sometimes addition, sometimes subtraction. Sometimes He opens doors. Other times He closes doors. Closed door doesn't always mean refusal. Sometimes it just... It means direction. God is saying, not that. It's not that. It's not them. It's not him. It's not her. And I know some of you saying, dear God, was that a prophetic word for me right now? The Spirit could say, he's the one. i got to balance this thing out. She's the one. But the whole key is to learn his voice. It amazes me how confused, and it's sad. I'm not saying it with sarcasm, but it amazes me how confused some people are at God speaking to them. Well, he told me to be with her. Two months later, now he's telling me to be with... No, 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 no. Don't, don't throw God under your bus of confusion. The key... It's to get into the presence of God, to know the leading of God. Procrastination has sent millions of souls to hell. And I'm, I'm about to close. Um, not, not, not everyone that ends up in hell went there as an unbeliever. In, in, in fact, let me say, there actually are no unbelievers in hell. Oh, you might have went as one, but you were converted. The first two seconds you ended up there. There is a God. And I don't say this. This is, this is kind of a, this has been an upbeat message. This, this is kind of a downer statement right here, but, but I believe it to be reality. Chances are there will be someone in this room right here that doesn't make heaven. And not that you missed heaven as an unbeliever. You just missed it as a procrastinator. Because you didn't tell God no, you just told Him later. When you did not know that this was your season. One day I will serve God. Someday I will change. And I love this one of these days. I'm going to surrender. When I do this and when I do that and when the kids do this and that does that, when I sell this and when I sell that, when I... I just hope you don't miss your season. Because one day it will be too late. This life is only the dressing room for your eternity. You're not promised tomorrow, but you have right now. Why not now? You don't have to wait for the seasons to change. If God has allowed you to hear this message and you're not walking in the center of His will for your life, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, this is your season. This is your time to quit making excuses, to quit putting God on hold and say, this is my season. If the music would come, I've got one other verse to read right here Luke chapter 12 Jesus speaks a parable and he says this he says the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully and he thought within himself saying what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops so he said I will do this I will pull down my barns and build greater and there I will store all my crops and my goods and I will say to my soul soul you have many goods laid up for many years Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said, 
fool. This night your soul shall be required of you. Not next season, but this season. Then whose will those things be that you've worked your whole life to provide? Years ago, there used to be a bumper sticker. People thought it was so cute and funny. I I didn't like it even back then. It said, he who dies with the most toys wins. Look how stupid can you be? care how much you have in the bank account. I don't care how many properties you own. I don't care how many CDs you have. I don't care how many degrees are behind your name. If you check out and your soul is not right with Jesus Christ, it would have been better for you to have never enjoyed the pleasures of living in this life. What would it profit if a man would gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Can we stand together? They're preparing to sing. Paul wrote in Romans 13, 11, he says, knowing the time that now, say now, it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation nearer than when we first believed. Amen. You would just raise your hands to the Lord right where you are right now as the prayer partners come and as they sing, can you just pray? Thank you for listening to New Life Today with Lawson Whitson. We hope that this message equipped you and empowered you to live the Christian life. We would like to invite you to attend one of our dynamic services, either in person or online. Visit nlcjc.org, that's nlcjc.org, for the campus and service times that work for you. Be sure to connect with us on social media, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. We look forward to being with you next time on New Life Today with Awesome Winston.